Welcome to the Build a Purposeful, Profitable Business Doing What You Absolutely Love podcast, hosted weekly by Ange Dove, your business fairy godmother, professional copywriter, published author, and business owner of 20 years. In every episode, Ange will deliver useful bite-sized insights to help you find your voice, position your value, demystify the marketing tech, and run your business on your terms. Okay, welcome to episode five. And uh, in today's episode, I'll be in interviewing Justin Don. Um, Justin's life has been dedicated to helping people just like you and families like yours receive focus, intelligence, and persistence that most would never know about. Justin Don touches the lives of 10,000 plus people a year in live conferences, seminars, presentations, and consulting. Businesses are aligned for the first time, confidence rekindled, and growth awakened. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the program. Hello, Ange. Thank you so much for having me here. I really appreciate it. It's wonderful to have you here. Okay, so uh, maybe we can start if you can just introduce yourself a little bit more and um, tell the listeners say, exactly what it is you do. Certainly. So my name is Justin Dunn, as Ange said, and I help creative people who might lack a sense of direction in life at work, sometimes even in health, mainly in business. And I help them to succeed on their own terms, financially, emotionally, relationships, but not romantic relationships. That's not my area of expertise. I mean, connections and relationships, aside from the family. And even health. So I, the way I do it is with a three-step process. We define what they want, where they want to go. We design the winning formula, and then they are empowered to do it. Now, when it comes to a business context, I can throw out some more jargon in there, but that is the simplicity of what I do with people. Some people call me a business consultant, a strategic consultant, uh, a life strategist. I've heard all kinds of things. So that's what I do. Okay, fantastic. So there may be some people listening then that um, are in that business as well. And uh, maybe there's some nuggets that they can pick up from you today around that. And then other people who are looking for those types of services, you should say, as, as you say, they're creatives, that they may not necessarily have a plan. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Um, in your business, what has been your biggest challenge uh, so far? How did you overcome it? Oh, right. Well, uh, to be honest with you, the biggest challenge so far has been the whole current situation that the world is undergoing, mm -hmm. which is what's called a pandemic or the coronavirus. So if anyone's listening yeah. to this in 20 years, that's, that's in 2020, <laughs> that's what we're doing. And the challenge specifically has been how to take what I do offline, which is Mm. with businesses big and people. small, national, international, and one-man bands, startups, mm. all sizes and manners of business, for-profit, not-for-profit, the public sector and government. So I consult with all kinds of people, but I've been doing it mm. offline. I go, I little networking event, shake hands, do business. Yeah. And now we can't. So we're in a period of time, and we have been now for months. We were told it'd be weeks. It's actually been months. And now we're told this, that, and the other thing, and I don't believe any of it. We can't go out. We don't have yep. networking events. So I've had to transfer everything online. That has been the biggest challenge, actually. And I am in the process of overcoming it using 
tools and techniques from my mentors, right? Whose expertise lies in making money monetizing online. online. And so those right. people are Joel Bauer mm-hmm. is one of them primarily. Yeah. Another one is Mark Joyner. So shout out yeah. to those luminaries in the industry. Yeah. And I'm turning to those folks and learning from them on how I can translate what it is that I do and make it transferable online. It's working. Mm. It's working. (laughs) (laughs) Is there any advice you could get? Because I think a lot of people are going through the exact same thing right now. And people are transitioning to online. I think uh, uh, applications like Zoom have never been so busy. (laughs) Internet bandwidth is down. Because uh, everyone's online. So uh, is there any advice, actually, that you would give to people making that transition? Yes. The best mm-hmm. piece of advice that I can give to people is not like any particular techniques of my own, but to be careful who you listen to. Who do mm-hmm. you listen to? So be careful because anyone, I could if I really wanted to, put myself out there as an expert online as a digital marketer. Well, Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert digital marketer yet. Mm -hmm. So how do you know? So that would be the best piece of advice is be careful who you listen to, whose tips you take, what matters, what doesn't matter. And look at people who actually have made money online, make Mm -hmm. money online as a source Mm -hmm significant source of revenue. And I don't mean just, you know, making a couple bucks here and there. I've made a few hundred dollars online in the past here and there, but Mm -hmm. never a significant amount of money, never to make it like a career. So Mm. for example, the people that I mentioned, I would endorse and recommend looking at them if you want to do that. You need Mm -hmm. a mentor, you need a guide. Doing it on your own, trying to figure it out with YouTube videos here and there is a snake pit. And you can get snake bitten and you can end up a major failure. So look at people like Joel Bauer, who have a 40-year track record. People like Mark Joyner, who also mm-hmm. have a decades-long track record. And potentially people like Dr. Terry Levine, who also has 40-year track record and makes a significant amount of her income mm-hmm. and always has online since the inception of the internet. I would look mm-hmm. those are the people I trust. Now, there are right. potentially other people out there, and I am aware of a great many of them, and a great many of them I do not trust. But I do not want to denigrate anybody here, so I'm not going to mm-hmm. talk about the negative pitfalls. I would just say, be careful who you listen to, and be careful how much money you plunge and invest into it. Some of these programs can be very expensive. Well, what's the return on the investment going to be? Is there a guarantee? These are the kind of pieces of advice I would give to people. So right. don't put yourself in a hole. Yeah. Okay. So it's all still quite early days and it's all quite new, yeah. right? Everybody's trying to juggle the same thing. But whether it's online or offline, what would you say would be um, three to five key skills or techniques that would protect any business owner really from failure? Right. So, some of the things I just said would, would re- protect from failure would already be very, very relevant for this. But mm-hmm. I would propose that, um, you know, for example, the system that, that I, I do, and what I'll do is I'll, I'll just give a few tips here and techniques from my proprietary 
system that I, I use with my clients offline, mm-hmm. now online. Um, mm-hmm. And so what I would say is number one, and again, in addition to what I've just said, because we're talking about protecting from failure. So don't get yourself in with the wrong mentor, end up spending a fortune, having no return, no guarantees. Look at the, the smart people. But in addition to that, let's talk about number one, how do we make sure that we don't fix what isn't broken? How do we uncover those previously hidden solutions that we didn't see? And so I'll teach a little technique to do that right now. Cool. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. something I developed <laughs> called Beyond. It's my little logo and I look beyond. You know from the phrase look beyond the obvious. Okay. Yeah. Let me explain it first in a way that hopefully everyone can get how this comes about before I teach you the technique. Because otherwise what happens is people think that's too simple. No way. And yet I've been able to generate millions of British pounds in revenue for nonprofits. I've been able to take people from really zero clients to their first few and then to a few more. I have been able to take a a small two-man show here and they're now operating at capacity. So it works. The mind has disorder, right? And it manifests as what? Disorder in the behavior, Weird, you know, weird behavior, neuroses, or whatever you want to call them, as well as disorder mm-hmm. in physicality, ticks and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mental disorder manifests physically, right? We all know that. You don't have to be a psychologist. You can just see that in humanity. But right. the same thing is true in a company or organization. Mm-hmm. And how does that work in a company or organization? Well, yeah. any disorder within the systems or processes of an organization manifested physical disorder in the environment of the organization. Right. And okay. the organization could be your what, solopreneur company at home, your office. It could be mm-hmm. that, but it's the physical environment. So what do you do? This is what you do. It can use technology like a little iPhone. You can take a piece of paper with a pencil, nothing more, nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. And just walk around and look. Don't listen. All you do is look with your eyes. You don't use your ears for this exercise, just your eyes. And you make a note on the paper of any disorder that you see. Milk cartons mm-hmm. out of place. If you're a cafe, yeah. why are they not in the fridge? Uh, tortilla chips with the printer paper. What's that doing there? Uh, tons and tons of post-it notes all around the monitor. It makes it look kind of funny. What's that? Right. Do? You, you don't start to judge, nor do you want to hear any excuses from the managers or from yourself. So you just write it down. Mm-hmm. From that, you will see some kind of trend. That trend mm-hmm. will reveal to you those previously hidden solutions. So let me give you an example. I mentioned the millions of pounds yeah. for charity. That charity could not figure out how to secure more funding, but they needed to also secure more service users. That's the beneficiaries of the charity. 10 years, three organizational restructures and two rebrands did not achieve that because that was the wrong target, not the Mm -hmm. right solution. When I came in, I noticed a box in the back of a conference room and 
it was full of marketing collateral that was out of date, not recycled, not, you know, what's it doing there? And what that led to, along with other things, but what that disorder led to was the fact that the brand was fine. The organization was fine. What was missing was there was nobody whose responsibility it was to disseminate that marketing collateral into the hands of the delivery partners who then give it into the hands of the prospects, the prospective service users who use the organization. Once we built that into the job descriptions and made it the actual job of people, Mm -hmm. pipeline was resolved. No need to hire business development managers, no need to hire salespeople, no need to do anything else other than resolve that one thing. Right, And that's why I look beyond the obvious because everybody was telling me, oh, that's nothing. We need to recycle it. And w- green initiatives, we start talking about all these other things, except that was the problem. And what right. we needed to do is not fix what isn't broken, which is what they've been doing for 10 years with restructuring mm-hmm. organization, with rebranding. That was not broken. In fact, to this day, most people prefer the original brand. Not okay. Brand Interesting. Or rebrand. Right. Rebrands are fine. They're pretty, but still people feel that the most elegant version was the first version. To right. Be. And the founder still wears the pin from the first version. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> he's still around. And he's a member of the okay. So he's, yeah. an he's, he's, he's a member of royalty. So the thing is, is that you have to look beyond the obvious. So all you do, once again, is you take a a piece of paper and a pencil or digital, doesn't matter. And you walk around, you write down what you see that is disordered, not ordered, Mm. messy desk. But guess what? Messy desk for some creatives is okay. All we're doing is writing it down now without judgment and without listening to any excuses. Then, because what we'll do is we'll take a look at it and we'll see if there's any trends. And when we move on to step two of my process, that's when we can say, whoa, that's actually already working just fine because we noticed trends and broken process there. And that's when we know how to write the ultimate strategic plan for the business. Right. The first thing that you would come in then. And after you've made these observations going around their office and seeing, just seeing what's visually there, you're able then. I can go in. I can do this for people. I can wander around and, and make notes. I can do this together with people. I can teach people how to do this. You can do it on your own now that I've told you how to do it. And sure. you, so it's the, the options are all there. The, the point <laughs> is that the, that's important to do first, because if you don't do it first and you start to write your strategy first, what ends up happening is you pick the wrong target. Right. Okay. And you end up rebranding and you need to, (laughs) for example. That's fantastic. Yeah. One thing I've noticed through this lockdown as well is um, because we're a lot um, more relaxed, I would say. It's a slower pace. Um, I'm starting to notice things that I hadn't noticed before because I was so busy getting on and doing things. And now I was kind of taking a step back and, and doing similar kind of things to what you've been talking about and just really looking at things and saying, well, does that really work? Is that needed? 
you know, so it's interesting. Yeah, well, there's, there's, again, asking yourself those questions are, are good in a different context, not in this context, right? Because those questions now, we're, remember, I said we're suspending all judgment. That's why I like to use a piece of paper and a pencil, because I don't want the excuses, not the ones I listen to, but neither the ones that are in my head. So I'm not asking mm-hmm. questions at that point. I'm just writing it down. I'll ask the questions later. Believe okay. me, we'll ask the questions because we'll we'll analyze it. But at the first step, you just have it on paper and you see where is that disorder. And it's not that you need to fix the disorder. For all I know, that marketing, that box of junk is still in the office. It's not that you need to fix it. You don't need to have a tidy office if you don't want to. But mm-hmm. it leads to the solution. Right. You get me. Do you understand? It has to work with how they work. Well, has to get the result. That part of it too, of course, yeah, because mm. the culture of the organization was not sort of a trust-based organization where they will mm. do things that are not in the job description. So I said, that's fine. We're not going to change the culture. What we'll do is we'll just build it into the job description because it's the type of mm. place, where, hey, it's not my duties. I ain't doing it. But no, mm. what, I, what I'm saying here is, is um, it's, it's not just that. It's actually it leads to the solution. It doesn't necessarily that thing need to be fixed because some people are terrified. They say, I have a messy desk. I'm like, that's okay. Keep your messy desk, but write it down. The post-it notes that I mentioned, that's a real example. That led to a solution that took that business to be at capacity within two weeks, but resolving that. Guess what? The post-it notes are still there because it's not that the disorder itself needs to be resolved. It needs to be cleaned up. It's that it leads to the solution. The post-it notes were the hint that told me, ah, there's a problem here in communication, in getting the messages across, because all day long you're writing notes to yourself and to that person, and you don't want to forget to tell them and all this. And so what we did in that context is we instituted a morning briefing so that everything, all the challenges for the day, what we're expecting, the customer orders that need to be completed, all the things that we're expecting for the day were handled in the morning. Before we started, so we didn't need to have so many post-it notes. So the post-it notes don't matter, but they're the thing that leads you to know what you need to attack. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So what what would you advise then for somebody if they're just starting out on a business, so they don't find themselves down that hole? What would you advise them to do? In order when they're setting up the business and they're setting up their systems and strategies, what, what's your no, best advice? I mean, it's the same thing. I would still start there because your life affects your business. So the startup, mm-hmm. for example, an example of a startup I, I helped, he was working from home. He lives at home with his parents. So right. we still did this process because what we discovered was there was stuff stored in the living room, stuff stored in the bedroom, stuff stored here. And there was no business, you know, it was all, there was a lack of a process in terms of the way the stock flowed. So the stock was the artwork. There was some stock here, some stock there, some stock there. And there was a problem in the way it was flowing and there was a danger to damaging it. So Mm. simply looking at that, even as as a brand new startup, you can start to see where there might be areas that need to be managed or handled in the business. So not necessarily, again, not mm-hmm. necessarily fixed, but could mm-hmm. be fixed, but you still so start. It could be a forewarning of what yeah. was to come if you don't 
don't take because if you're a solopreneur just starting out you still Mm -hmm. have a life and that Mm -hmm. life is your business Mm -hmm. that life Mm -hmm. is your business if you're Mm -hmm. not an entrepreneur you still have a life and so Mm -hmm. you can still do that process and Mm -hmm. see what in your house is the pockets of disorder which leads you to know right i need to you know tinker with my life strategy here because there's just like me, for example, if I was going to do it on myself right now, I'd be like, oh, right, there's a lot of papers there. I uh, haven't done the taxes yet. Yeah, there's a little bit of a problem in the information flows here. And I need to kind of, I don't necessarily need to clean up the papers, but I need to make sure that I manage the financials better. So it, right. it's a clue, mm-hmm. whether that's business or self-employed, it doesn't matter. I would still right. start there. Okay. Okay. Um, and then just to, to wrap up, perhaps you can um, talk a little bit about what are your plans for, for the rest of the year? <laughs> Probably weren't the same as when you started the year. but Yeah, well, of course. Yeah. And of course we don't know when it's going to end, really, do we? But Yeah, well, that's, so, that's too plans? true, as we say here. Yeah. Too true. <laughs> My plans for the rest of the year are quite simply to um, do what I do digitally. So digital market myself and to t- make myself accessible to a lot more people. Cause here's something that somebody told me once um, a friend, uh, the friend of my client, I end up friends with all my clients cause they love what I do so much. So, and it's so empowering. And then, and then it's kind of like the, so I need to figure out two things actually. Number one, it's how do I make myself needed a little bit more? Cause in fact, I mean, I'm so empowering to people. They end up just not needing me anymore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Bye. And then I see them on LinkedIn and various places making all the right moves as if I was consulting them. In other words, oh. the one session I had with them and that's it. They're like, a, they're like me, you know, they can do it. They, they're perfect. Hayden McBoley, a shout out to you from SWA design is perfect like that. I have nothing to say to him other than praise what he's doing because it's perfect. Perfect. Okay. Nothing I would advise him on. And so the, the one thing I say is figure out how potentially I can become a little bit more needed. And that's not to, to scale back what I offer or let's give people less because I'm, I'm not of that nature, but it's to figure out what I can do so that I'm, I'm there more and that people will want to come back and that we'll actually need to come back. So I need to figure that one out. Number two, it's of course, to take everything digitally. And uh, my friend Ruben, he said to me, what you do for people like me is enormous. It's a pity that people on lower income can't access mm-hmm. your help. So the other thing I'm mm-hmm. doing is figuring out how to make myself more widely exp- uh, accessible, whether that's through a book that I publish that people can yeah. find relatively cheap, whether that's through um, you know a, a Facebook group that I open up as a membership, which I'll mention a little bit more about later. And that way, have people have a access to me, maybe not as intimately as if it was like one-on-one consulting, but yeah. at least they regular daily access to me and my ideas and they can ask questions and you know of course people I interview and bring in because that's one of the things I really do all the time is bring in resources and connect people and flow business to people and work gotten people jobs and business and all that so 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 that everyone has access to that but it becomes insanely affordable so that's the reason I'm working on can come in at different levels depending yeah, on that's right on so the- you know you can have justin on one or you can just have you know justin's facebook group on and that is like that yeah yeah and yeah. that way everybody can access that i mean 
Right. Okay. So if you have no computer and you, so maybe not everybody, <laughs> most people, uh, you know, can afford, you know, something very modest like that. So those are, those are the two big things I'm doing this year because I'm really, and, and what a blessing that this thing happened now, because otherwise I would have never even thought to do it. I would have just continued, you know, on as I'm doing, and this might be more or less lucrative for me. I don't yet know, but it will right. certainly help me to reach and help more people. Yeah. Oh, that's a great way to look at it and say it's, it is a blessing in a way. Uh, you're right in that sense. Um, look, Justin, where can we find some more information about you? Yeah, that's that's what I wanted to get at, uh, hinting at earlier. What I'd like for people to do is to go to my Facebook group. Right. Join the Facebook group or request to join the Facebook group. It is a private group. I call it a private VIP group because I mm-hmm. treat everybody in there like a VIP. Currently, there's I forget 60 or 70 people in there. So it's, it's an intimate group as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when I'll cap it off. I'll cap it off when I feel like I can't help that many people. And it's free. At mm-hmm. least for a few weeks, it's free. And then we'll discuss that later. So it's really there's nothing to lose to join it in there. You see there, you get a flavor for what I'm doing, for what I offer to people, also for the people I bring in, uh, the interviews that I have in there, the world's leading color consultant, for example, just the other day, Uh, somebody who's the world's leading expert in stress reduction and elimination of anxiety. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing a pretty well-known Hollywood film director and writer who I've worked with in my days as an actor. So I'm going right. to, I'm bringing lots of resources that are not just me. And so the right. group is called the business of living, the business of living T H E B U S I N E S S O F L I V I N G the business of living. Just search for that. And if you'll, you'll see a graphic, you'll you'll get that it's me because it's quite you know there's a little book in my hand and it's it's quite distinct so if there's another one called that uh don't join them or join them too join okay. them, you know no problem there's no competition only collaboration cooperation and 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 you know what uh mark joiner the one of my great mentors would one time i asked well what about competition what if what if there's already so many people doing what i do and his answer was a question do you really think the world is that small Exactly. It's exactly. so true. There's enough abundance for all of us. So, so that's where I'd like for people to go. If they go there, I will. there is then an opportunity for them to get a free copy of my book. The instructions on how to do that are in the membership in there. So join right. the group. You will get a, cop, a free copy of the book. It's upcoming. So it's not ready yet. I expect maybe another week. And it's going to be fantastic and empowering just as much as this interview, if not more. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to give everybody that gift but they got to join the group to do it. (laughs) So the business of living, and I'll put a link um, where this appears anyway, I'll put a link to that page so they can go and uh, join and get all the the benefits of uh, working with Justin Don. Wonderful. Thank you, man. So much, Justin. It's so great to have you on. And um, I look forward to, to um, catching up with you in your group as well. (laughs) Me too. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. My love to all you. Right. And all your listeners. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.